about what I was going to speak on and, and talk on. Um, I, we, we started off talking about prayer here a, a few weeks ago. Uh, Brandon came up and he, he talked about the Lord's Prayer. Uh, the first half of the Lord's Prayer. And, and then I, I, I preached on a, a particular prayer on unity. Um, which, uh, again, man, I, I can't stress how important um, that is, especially in, in, this, in this time that we find ourselves in. Uh, but then from there, we talked about last week what prayer is. We, we talked about how, how prayer is, is just communicating with God. It's a, it's a two-way street. It's a back and forth, communication. Um, today, though, as, and I, I alluded to a little bit of it, I, with, with uh, dedicating a child, what I want to talk on today is, is, is examining another box, checking a box, not just ticking a box, but checking uh, another box within our lives, talking about a prayer that Paul prayed. Now, I truly believe that this is one of the, more, uh, one of the most important prayers, I think, that we can pray over ourselves as well as over our children and then as well over uh, the, the body, the church believers. Um, there's a scripture in Philemon, and, and Paul is writing, and, and he says this. He, he's writing to Philemon, and, and he says, I always thank God as I remember you in my prayers. And there's reasons why I thank God, the first one being because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus. Paul's acknowledging, I, I, hear, I hear the stories. I, I know that you have faith in God. And then also because of your love for all the saints. You're, you know, the greatest commandment is that. It's to love God and to love others. And I hear of those things. He's saying, I thank God because of your faith in Jesus and because you have a deep love for other Jesus followers. And then in verse 6, he says this. I pray, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. Active in sharing your faith. Now, now this, is, this is one that... Uh, it's probably one of those of, again, I said it's, it's, I would say one of the most important things that we could pray, pray for, but it's probably one of the least things we pray for when it comes to, okay, do, do I have to tell other people? Well, Paul here goes into depth, he goes into telling us why we should be active in sharing our faith. Why we should spread the good news, the great commission, go into all the world and tell the good news of Jesus Christ, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The, the word baptizing literally means just immersing people, letting people know, covering them in God, Jesus, the Spirit, and letting them know who you are. Be active in sharing your faith. Why? So that you will have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. You see, it's only in actively sharing our faith that we have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. Now, uh, to give you a, a, little, a little backstory on Philemon, this is, uh, of Paul's letters, this was the only letter that he wrote to an individual and not to a church in general. Philemon was a, uh, a businessman who lived in, in Colossa, and, and, and this businessman had his own church uh, Kind of like a home group, a home church group. And, and so you know, the word had spread. This was a, a, an astout, a, you know, a well-to-do guy, and, and he, his, his love for God was well-known. But, but somewhere along the line, this, this Philemon had a servant by the name of Onesimus. <laughs> Something like that. We'll call him Oni. Had a servant named Oni, and and. 
there was a disagreement between Philemon and Oni. So much so that, that Onesimus actually left Colossae, traveled, it's over 1,600 miles across the Aegean Sea, across the, another, the, the country of, of Turkey, and then across the Adriatic Sea, and then got into Italy, across Italy, all the way to Rome, over 1,600 miles, just to seek out Paul to kind of be a, an interim, an intermediate between this, 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 uh, this issue that they were having. Paul ends up meeting with this servant, and they're talking, and Paul realizes, come to the realization that, that this servant who worked underneath Philemon, who, who was there day in and day out, didn't have an understanding of who God was. Knew about Philemon, knew about Philemon and how good he was to people, knew all that stuff, but, but didn't know who Christ was. And so Paul ends up having this moment with this servant. They're talking, and, and, and all of a sudden, this guy has a radical change in his life. So much so, Scripture records, Onesimus goes back to Philemon. They reconcile, and, and we end up hearing later that, that this same servant ends up opening up, starting up his own home church as well. But Paul's writing this letter to Philemon saying, hey, here, here comes Onesimus back. Here's, here's, and, and I want you to acknowledge, I want you to realize that, that look, Yes, you're, you're great. You, 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 I thank God that I remember you in my prayers. I hear about your faith in the Lord and your love for all the saints. But, but don't forget to share your faith. Especially with those who you're with every single day. Look, I, I, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you'll have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. The reason I believe that Paul was doing this is, is I think he knew that one of the most dangerous places for Christians, one of the most dangerous places in our lives is to get to this point of, of a, a, a self-centered, inward-looking Christianity. It's where instead of, of loving those who are far from God, we instead start judging those who are far from God. Instead of having an attitude of, of reaching out, we instead have this attitude of retreat and hide. I, I look at, at this, this place, I remember growing up in, in a godly Christian home. My, my parents loved the Lord and, and they, they instilled in us honor and virtue and, and trained us up in the way they should go. But I, I can still remember how, how afraid of the dark we were. Not, not literally Dark, but, but it, was, it was this, ooh, there's darkness in the world, and, and you got to stay away from the darkness, and, and, and you can't listen to secular music, otherwise you'll be like the world, and, and you can't watch the Smurfs, otherwise you'll be like the world. And, you know, there was all these little bitty things, and, and we hid, we hid ourselves from the world. It's very easy to slip into this idea of, of well, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a Christian, so I have to stay away from the darkness. But if, if God is light and light pierces darkness, then, then should we not just walk right into, now hear me, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not saying we, we run right into sin. But I'm saying there's something to be said to, to not retreating, to not hiding within our four walls. But to be able to go back into our community, to let people know that we have something different, that, that there is something in our life that's changed, that, that God has done something new in us. 
the Great Commission, go into the world and shine. Go into the world, preach the gospel, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. The problem is we become so inward-looking and start arguing over ridiculous things. And in this this scripture, you can almost hear Paul saying, look, look, Philemon, don't, don't do that. You're, you're great, you love people, yes, but, but man, be active in sharing your faith. Now, why, don't, why aren't we more active in sharing our faith? Uh, there's, there's numerous reasons, I believe, but I think one is, is we, get, we get busy. We get busy and it's, it's almost this out of sight, out of mind. We, we live our own lives, we want to get to our own home, we want to shut our own doors and, and lock the world out. And, and it's not necessarily that, that we hate the world or we're hiding from the world, we just, we're just busy and, and we're tired. Also, we, we don't want to force our beliefs on people. Nowhere through scripture do I ever see Jesus forcing his beliefs on people. Now that being said, he didn't shy away from it either. We're not wanting to, you know, body slam people, and, and, and I think there's a whole culture, a whole generation of people who have, who have raised up, a generation that, that's raised up that, that is, is kind of standoffish, because that's all it was, was a whole bunch of Bible bashing. And so we, we have these, these concerns, these scared reasons why, why we don't, but I think one of the biggest reasons that most of us don't share our faith in Christ is, is we use... And I'll say the excuse, and I hear it all the time, well, I, I don't know enough. You know, I'll take, you know, that's, that's the preacher's job. He, he's the one who's, he's studied, he knows the word, he's supposed to do it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my job. My, my job is to help you realize that we're in this together. My, my, look, my belief is Sunday morning, what I'm to do is to help you realize that you can do what I can do, what we can do, what we all can do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But we do, we come up with these reasons, uh, well, I, you know, if I knew more, then I'd share my faith more. If I, if I had a better understanding of scripture, if I knew those, those Bible verses that, that the preacher so easily shoots off, if, you know, if I knew those things, then it'd be easier for me. Then I'd be able to share my faith better. But, but Paul here, is, he's implying through this prayer something completely different. He's saying, if you're active in sharing your faith, when you're active in sharing your faith, you see, it says, so that, we, we, I pray that you're active in sharing your faith. Why? So that then, in sharing your faith, in stepping out, in sharing, in being active about sharing your faith, it's then that you come to a better understanding of who Christ is, the knowledge of what he's done in your own life. When you share your faith, then you understand more, not the opposite. You see, when we share our faith in Jesus, lives are changed, lives are impacted. Other people are, are, there's something that happens. They recognize something different in you and their life is impacted. Yeah, it may be nothing more than you're just planting a, a small seed in somebody's life. But as you do this, Paul is saying, as you share your faith, you also, not just them reaping a benefit, but you also get a, a full understanding of every good thing that you have in Christ. 
Suddenly, in sharing your faith and being active, now you're growing deeper in your relationship with Christ. You're falling more in love with him. You see, it's in doing that that all of a sudden your focus becomes more outward-looking than inward-focused-looking. That's, that's what Paul was trying to tell Philemon. He's like, look, you're doing great. You're a well-to-do businessman. You've got everything. You've got a great home church going. But don't just make it about what you have going on. Make sure that you share and spread. Go into all the world and spread the good news. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But what often happens is we don't feel like we know enough, so we don't share our faith. And in doing so, lives aren't impacted. And all of a sudden, in our own lives, what happens is this inward-looking Christian thing. We don't grow spiritually, and, and instead of the outward focus, it, 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 all it is is just this, this inward-looking Christianity. I think this is one of the reasons why Paul was praying, Philemon, you love God. Yes, yes, I, I acknowledge your love for God, but, but don't forget, always share your faith. Today, what I want to do, since, uh, again, I think this is probably one of the biggest things I always hear is people saying, I don't feel equipped, is I, I want to give you four quick ways that you can share your faith. Four simple ways that you can share your faith. I, and I think that, that these, these four simple ways can impact your spiritual life so much more than you could ever even realize. I, my prayer today is that you would be active in sharing your faith. So that you will have a full understanding of the knowledge of God's love in your life. The first one is simple. Just be an example to others. Live a life that's an example of an outward focus. Paul. Paul did, uh, there was a, there's a, in Acts, there's a story of Paul and Silas. And Paul and Silas have been thrown, thrown in jail. And in thrown in jail, they decide to, you know, as all of us would do if we were thrown in jail, they decide to worship God. Being the extremely religious people we are, that's right, that's what we would do. So Paul and Silas are in jail, they're chained, they're shackled, and, and now they're praising God. And the jailer says, well, I mean, that, that's not normal, that's, that's something different. It's an example. They're just being an example of their faith. They're, and they're just praising God. They're excited. This, this, look, this doesn't define me. This, doesn't, this, doesn't, this isn't the end of my life. God said I have a plan. So we're going to praise God through the valley. So Paul and Silas are praising God, and, and all of a sudden there's a, an earthquake happens. An earthquake comes, shakes the ground so violently that, that the chains completely break off of their hands. The, the prison doors fly wide open. Now, if we're honest, most of us, thrown in jail, would be praying inwardly. God, I, I need you to get me out of this. And so all of a sudden, when the prison doors flew open, when the chains fell off, we would look at this as a sign from God to say, oh man, this is, this is for me. This is my, my chance to get out. But Paul, Paul with an outward focus, the same outward focus that he wrote to Philemon about, saw this as the opportunity to stay put. Why? 
Because immediately the jailer said, as soon as the jailer saw that the chains had fallen, the doors were open, he said, ah, I'm going to lose my life. The Roman guard will, 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 will take my life because the jail, all the, the, uh, the jailers, not jailers, jailees, all the prisoners, all the prisoners will have escaped. And yet Paul and Silas are still just sitting there. And they said, hold on, wait a second. Our focus isn't on our opportunity to run. On our, you know, this isn't, this isn't God removing us from the valley. This is instead our opportunity to walk through the valley and, and to see what God wants to do through us into other people's lives. The jailer immediately fell on his knees, said, you have something different that, that I, I, don't, I don't recognize in my own life. I want to know what is that? What is that that you have? I want what you have. But it comes from being an example to others. There are those of you that when you live with God in such a way, man, you, you, you find out news, you find out information that to somebody else it, it, would, be, it would be crippling. It, it's it's, it's a, a letter, a death threat. It's a, a, not a, de- but a, a, a doctor's report that, that, that you just, anybody else would be crippled. But, but there's something in you that, man, you're like, you know what, I know God's got it. You go through situations, you go through valleys of your own, you go through hurts and pain, and yet, and yet people can look at you and they can say, you're not looking for an excuse just to get out, but you're walking through it, and, and you're doing with joy, with, with peace, with, I, I don't understand. That right there is probably one of the greatest moments of being able to share your faith, being active and sharing your faith. It's being an example, not inward focus not god get me out of this but god who can i bless through this i think that there's so many times in life that as you are an example you're going to find that there's people around you who are going through hell too and your example is going to make somebody else stop and say wait a second what what is it that you have that I'm missing, that you're able to, to rejoice even through this. We be an example, active in sharing our faith just by being an example, praying for those that we love. The second way that we can share our faith is, is man, now this is a hard one. I was kidding, it, it shouldn't be that hard. Inviting people to church. Inviting people to hear. Now, now again, this is, this is one of those where, where you can use it as a crutch, you can use it as a, and I encourage you to do so, but, but not to the extent of it's going to be the pastor's job. You invite people to church because you want to get them thinking, you want to get them opened up, you want them to realize that this, this isn't what they heard. This isn't the, 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 like the church that they got kicked out of, the, the, the church that, 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 uh, that despised them, that cast them out, that, that demonized them. Whatever the situation was, man, it's in love we share, we actively share just by a simple invitation. Hey, man, would, would you like to go to church with me? I was recently on a, uh, on, on a plane trip, uh, and the family were flying together, and, and all of a sudden I, there's a man coming down the aisle, and being a pastor, it's, it's kind of like pastor radar. I don't know. You can just kind of see other, other pastors. And uh, you know, some, there was 
uh, Melissa had the, the window seat. I had the middle seat. I didn't know who had the, the aisle seat. And all of a sudden, this man stops and he sits down. I, I can just kind of tell. But for myself, when people ask me a lot of times, hey, what do you do? I, I don't want to just say, hey, I, I'm a pastor. Because a lot of times they'll clam up. They'll, they'll immediately you know, start acting proper, pretend like they, you know, they'll, they'll hide the drink on their table behind their back. I'm like, come on. And so I'm talking with this guy, the plane takes off, we're talking, just kind of simple here and there stuff, and, and I, I asked him, what do you do? I'm an engineer. I'm like, what? I had this way off. I mean, I was certain this guy was, I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. No, I don't. We kind of keep talking, and he smirks a little bit, and he said, you know. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm a people engineer. That's a good one. That's a, I'm using that one. That's really good. But there was this, it, it was just something that he used as a simple invitation. He could sit there and walk up to a businessman and, and they're talking and, you know, if it came up, I'm an engineer and, and he could invite them to his church. He has a church in San Antonio and, and uh, we got to talking about it and, and it was just a, a simple way that he could invite people to church. Because, look, I'll be honest. I can't really tell people, hey, man, you really ought to come to this really cool church in town. The guy that speaks there is awesome. <laughs> There's a slight awkwardness if I do that. But, man, look, guys, that's... <laughs> but for you, and, and look, I'll, I'll be honest as well. This is, this is one of those areas that... That as pastors, it's hard as well. We, we find ourselves as pastors surrounding ourselves with church work. And so we aren't sometimes active in sharing our faith because, because we're sitting there always just surrounding ourselves with other Christians. It's about getting out in the community and finding ways that, that you, can, you can easily and just say, Hey man, I, man there, there's this, there's this have, you, have you heard Blue Suitcase play? You see that, girl? man, you, you should come hear them play on Sunday with me. It's not Blue Suitcase, but, man, that lead singer, she's, she's so hot. You don't say that. I get to say that. That's my line. It's not your line. <laughs> I love you, brother. But it's just simple little things that you can use, and you say, hey, well, man, why don't you join with me? There's a, there's a, a passage in John 4. Where Jesus is sitting with, uh, with a Samaritan woman. It doesn't happen. Jews didn't associate with Samaritans, and even more so a male with a female. It, it, was, it, it was taboo. And Jesus is sitting there carrying on a conversation with her. And, and, and he says something to the effect. He, he doesn't bash her. He doesn't label her. He, he just says something to the effect. Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you invite your husband? And she says, I, I, don't, I don't have a husband. And he says, I, I know. Again, he, he doesn't use the moment to sit there and label her, to, to put a big you know, red letter A on her, but to call her out on, on her sin. But he says, listen, I, I, I know. You, you've had five husbands, and, and the one you're currently with is not your husband. And she, she realizes immediately, man, I, I, I sense that you are a prophet. I, I sense there's something else. And, and he starts talking to her about, man, you've been trying to fill the void, fill the void and, and the hurt in your life with, 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 uh, with water, with just, just, just something tangible. But 
but I'm here to tell you about something spiritual, something life-giving, a living water that, that, that is unlike anything else. But, but what happens after this moment, she, she runs back to the town, runs back to the, to the city, and, and she tells the whole community, she says, look, come and hear, come and see, come and listen to the man who told me everything about myself. Just come and see the man who told me everything I've done. Come and meet this guy. And, that, and that's, that's all it is. It, it, it's a simple invitation. It's acknowledging to others, hey, there's an opportunity. Why don't you come with me on Sunday? We're going to have a great time. One thing you can do is just invite somebody to church. Another one is sharing your story. This is my story. This is my song. Any one of you can do this. Share your story. Every single one in this room has a powerful story. John chapter 9 is the story of a guy that was born blind. Born blind and Jesus comes in. It just happened to be on the Sabbath and, and, and heals the man. And then the, the religious rulers of the day are, are debating. They, the, the blind man comes into the temple and he's praising God and, and they see him and they, they start debating. Well, it had to be because of his parents' sin that he was blind. It, it had to be, well, was he ever even really blind? And, and they, they, they start arguing about all these different things. Why was he blind? And then they started arguing as well about, should Jesus have even done this on the Sabbath? Jesus yeah, I don't know that that was right. According to the law, according to the rule, and according to, again, an inward focus, arguing about some stuff that didn't make any sense. And, and the blind man said this, look, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there was some sin that my parents were involved in that caused me to be blind. I, I, I don't know whether or not Jesus should or should not have healed on the Sabbath and, and your laws and rules concerning that, but, but here's what I do know. I was, I was blind. Yesterday I, I couldn't see you. But today, today I can see. It was simply sharing his story. Some of you, I think your greatest, the greatest weapon that, that God has given each and every one of you is just that, your story. All I know is I used to be an addict. I used to be hurting. I used to be depressed. I used to be, but now I see. You tell your story. And look, there's, there's people in this room that, that have some wild stories. And again, I, I think you'd be surprised at the people around you that, that have similar stories. They just haven't gotten to the part of now I can see. They're waiting for somebody to, to be active in sharing their faith. But let me, let me tell you a story uh, of probably one of the greatest testimonies I think I've ever heard. The testimony that had me just completely mesmerized and blown away. There was a man, a preacher, got up and he started talking and, and he's just kind of introducing himself and, and he, he started talking about and he, he used the words, God saved me from, and, and started talking about past he said, man, God saved me from. And started going into the different drugs, the different addictions, the different, different things that, 
started talking about pornography, started talking about homosexuality, started talking about, I mean, this list of all these, all these different things. I mean, some minuscule, some like major, and some, I mean, started talking about murder. And I'm going, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting there in my seat like, no way. I mean, like, I want that kind of testimony. That, that's crazy. God saved you from this and this and this and this. I mean, he's just like, he's listing it, and I can't even keep up with the list. It's crazy long. And then he said, now I thank God that I never experienced a single one of those things. But I acknowledge that God saved me from all of them. For some of you here, there's people beside you, and your thought is, well, they have a story, and I don't. And I was raised up in church, or, or I've always been good. It's always been fine, and, and, and I don't have a, a great story. Man, you, you may have an even greater story. Your greatest weapon that God's given you is your story, your testimony. All I know is I used to be lost, but now I'm found. God saved me from the fourth thing, and this is the hard one, I think, for all of us, but sometimes there comes a point in life, a point in, the, in, in, in a relationship where you need to be loving, but you need to be direct. Now, look, I, I put this one as number four because I, I think the first three, man, that, that's, that's it's so important. The first three are, are, are the ways that, that we can easily, without, without, putting, without making somebody else put up a wall or, or hinder somebody from, from hearing, somebody, uh, hearing what, what God has done in your life, but, but that doesn't mean we're not direct either. It doesn't mean that we, we can't sit there and talk to somebody straightforward. There's a, a story in Acts chapter 2, Peter. Peter walks out and he's preaching to thousands of people. And this is right after Peter's just denied Christ three times. Christ has come back and looked at Peter in the eyes and said, do you love me? Then, then feed my sheep. In other words, don't, don't look inward. Remember, if you love me, then show love to others. And again, Jesus looks at Peter after he's risen. He looks at him and says, do you love me? Then love others. Do you love me? Then love others. And it's with this confidence, this, this realization that, 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 that Christ didn't come just for, for this. Yes, salvation is great, but, but salvation is not something that I now go and retreat with. Salvation is, is this moment, this excitement, this euphoria, this walking out into the community and sharing your faith. And very directly, Peter walks out and says to thousands, you need to repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's, that's pretty direct. There was no wishy-washy beating around the bush. You need to repent of your sins, turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus. I, I, I truly believe that there's going to be times in your lives when the Spirit will lead you to be direct like that, and, and you're going to have to obey. And, and listen, you really do have to be listening to the Spirit in those moments. Because you can. There, for years, we... we we, we erred on the side of just over-direct, and, and it was without love. There was no love with this directness, and, and that's what pushed a lot of people away. There is something about you have, to, you have to underlie this with love. It's not, I'm condemning you. 
I'm better than you. You're going to hell. It's, it's man, I, grace was extended to me, and I, I can't help but want to share that same grace, that same love to, to you. There will be times to be direct. We pray every day that God would give us eyes to see divine opportunities, to get, see opportunities that, that we can share our faith. Again, the, the first three, uh, I think, will be predominant every day, you'll see. And then, and then every now and then, you're going to hear the Spirit say, you're going to need to step up on this one. But why? Why do we do it? Because then... We have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. It's only with an outward focus, when we share our faith even more, that all of a sudden a positive, this, this uh, spiritual momentum starts to carry. And excitement starts to grow. As I, as I start to close, I want to show you Three things that happen if the band will, will come up and, and I want them to play uh, that last song. This is my story, Blessed Assurance. But I, I think there's, there's three quick things that I want to point out that happen in our lives when we share our faith, when we're active in sharing our faith. The first is, is obvious. You get to be a part of somebody else's eternity. You get to be a part of somebody else's divine story. The moment where, where you're, you just, you're, through your example, through your inviting them to church, through, through sharing your story, all of a sudden, through these moments that all of a sudden you get to be a part of somebody else's eternity. Simply just planting a seed. And, and look, I, you may never even see the harvest or see what happens. It, it, you may be the one that plants the seed. You may be the one that waters the seed. But, but look, that, that's, that's what it is. It's... It's just sowing. It's sowing love. But the second thing, as you share your faith, yes, you get to be a part of their story, but, but your faith grows. Your faith grows. You're, you're having a conversation with someone, and, and, and you don't know what to say next. It's those moments that in your mind play out, well, well I, you know, I, I, don't have, I don't have the right words. I, I don't have the right scripture. I don't know what to say. But, but all of a sudden, those moments, you're going to remember, man, the pastor said something like, uh, like you know, when, when two or three people are, are gathered together in Jesus' name, that, that he's there with you. And, you know, you, you just kind of use that, and, and then all of a sudden, there's an excitement that, that starts to grow. Your, your faith starts to build. And, and then you're, you're looking up the scripture. You're finding out where it is. And, and then you're talking to somebody. And, and there they are. They're going through hell. And, you, and then you, oh man, you know what? I remember this one time the pastor said the scripture. It's a, uh, that you, you'll find a peace that goes beyond all understanding. His spirit in your life will give you peace. And, and all of a sudden these little nuggets start to come forward. Not when you're hiding out and you're in your back room, in your closet, and trying to stay away from the world. But when you're engaging, your faith grows. The final thing, when you share your faith, and we talked about this throughout our Through the Valley series, I think what happens is you're reminded of what you have in Christ. It's in sharing your faith 
It's in sharing your faith that you're reminded of, uh, of what you've been given. I think there's some people here this morning that, that there was a time in your life where, where maybe you were, you were passionate, you were excited about God, and, and now, now you're not. Now things have just kind of subsided, and, and I would dare say, check your box. I would almost guarantee from that time to now, there was a passion that's wavered from no more reason than you've stopped sharing your faith. Because when you're sharing your faith, something happens on the inside. There's, 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 there's something different that starts to well up. There's something that says, man, you know what? I do remember what happened. It's a remembrance daily. It's a, it's a walking in. Man, I, hey, that story, what, what you're going through right now, let me tell you. Let me tell you about mine. It's a remembrance. It's a recurring. It's talking about forgiveness of sins to people that have never realized that God forgives and as you do so, it's like you're hearing it again for the first time, and all of a sudden now we're, we're on the front lines, we're engaged, and, and it's not all just as self-centered, self-motivated, but, but now it's about the goodness of God, filled with His fullness. You're having a deeper understanding of every good thing that you have in Christ. When you share, lives are changed, yes, but so the same, not just other lives, your life too. You have an outward focus, and with that, you want to share even more. Guys, I, I'm, I'm praying for this church, for us, for you and I, that, that we would be just that, that we would be active in sharing our faith, that, that it, it wouldn't become another inward-focused self-centered, uh, this is all about us, but, but it would really be a, a, a vibrant, living, breathing power of God within that man just starts to, to well up and excite you. Actively sharing our faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing that you have in Christ. Yes, I, I'm, I'm always going to be available if, if somebody has a question or if somebody, you know, is talking with someone and they say, hey, Corey, I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to have you meet with us. I want to talk to this guy. I've been praying for him. I've been talking to him about, about church, about this, about that. Yeah, I, I'd love to. But for me, look, even more powerful than you bringing somebody to me is knowing that you are going to cross paths with so many more people than I'm ever going to cross. And together, as, as iron sharpens iron, as we build each other up, as we encourage one another, uh, all of a sudden we step out from Sunday morning and now, now all of a sudden we're having church on Monday at work. Now we're having church on Monday at school. Now we're having church on Monday at, at the office, wherever it may be, wherever you are. It's, it's this moment of the church, the people, a, a lively, active, sharper than any two-edged sword, this person walking out confident. But confidence comes through our actively sharing our faith. It's going to be timid at first, sure. Who knows, you, you may even slip up and Say something ridiculous like Moses was on the ark. Guess what? It happens. 
But all of a sudden, when you're actively sharing your faith, there's this, there's this confidence that continues to build. There's this, there's this momentum, this, this, this encouraging, this, this life, all of a sudden, this spring of, of life from within. And, and you can't help but want to, to share the very grace that was extended to you. Blessed assurance. This is my story. This is my song. Guys, I am. I'm, I'm praying for us. That we would each have opportunities. I, and look, I, I say Monday. I, I pray you have an opportunity today. As soon as you walk out of here, over lunch, when you're, you're sitting down at the table, just, just little moments where, where again, it's not a, a moment where you have to you know, slap somebody upside the head with the Bible, but, but man, all of a sudden it's them realizing there's something that you're doing, something you're going through that, that's different than how I'm having to deal with what I'm going through. And, and in those moments, man, they start to recognize there's something about your story that I want to know. I pray for that opportunity today in your life. And I would pray that you would join me. Waking up, we talked about it when we talked about uh, unity. We said, man, let, wake up every morning and, and pray for the opportunity to show unity. I, I would now ask that you wake up daily and pray for the opportunity to be active in sharing your faith. Oh, but, but Corey, I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm not comfortable. Great. <laughs> do it. Share your story. Share your testimony. Be an example. Invite somebody to church. Take them out afterwards and, and just talk. Be open. It's a relationship. It's, it's loving God and loving others. It's not labeling somebody because they're involved in this or that or, or, or whatever, but, but it's just saying, hey, I, I want to be available. If you bow your heads with me, church, I want to close. I I want to pray, Lord God, we come before you, Lord, and, and I do. I pray for unity throughout the body, Lord God. For unity, Father, as, as, we, as we walk amongst the Lord God, uh, other, other, other people, other denominations, other churches, other, other people of the faith, Lord God, that we wouldn't shun them or push them aside, but Lord, that we would come together, but that we would come together with the focus of sharing your love, Lord God, that we would come together with the focus, Lord God, of being active in sharing our faith, excited, Lord God, about that, that, that once, that once the, the fire that once burned bright, the, the, the fire that, that, that once burned within, Lord God, that we would sense that, Lord, and, and, and feed upon it, and then come back out, Lord God, and re ignite that same flame by sharing it into other lives not holding it not not sitting there and trying to to box it up lord god but to share it to tell people to go into all the world and tell of the good news of jesus christ to baptize to immerse to cover people in the love of god father i pray that we would be active in sharing our faith that there would be something different lord god about the way we live, about the example that we are. Father, that we would be open just to extend an invitation. That we would share our story. And I thank you, Father, for the opportunities, even today, for people in this room to do just that. To encourage someone, to pray for someone, to, to listen to someone who's hurting, to point them, Lord God, towards you, towards your love, towards your goodness, towards your grace.
God, give us eyes to see. Give us, give us ears to hear, Lord, I pray. That each and every one of us, Lord God, would be active in sharing our faith. We wouldn't put it off on somebody else, Lord God, but that we would, we would realize the truth found, Lord God. The understanding of all that we have in you found when we share our faith. God, I thank you for all that you're doing. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, go share your faith. God bless you all.